For the love of God and all that is holy, my anus is bleeding! Welcome back to another episode of Small Constellation Podcast. This is your host, Peaches Brittany. Um, yeah, I'm, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> Are we ever? <laughs> uh, this is your home for media and i you know why don't i have anything to say it's just hey what's your podcast about uh today we'll be talking about uh, ancient chinese medicine and uh techniques to cleanse your gut apparently that's how i feel in job interviews Tell me about a time I, I've never done anything except sleep <laughs> like on a couch and watch TV all day. I, I'm I'm literally a potato. <laughs> yeah, can I, I has money, please? Job interviews are are literal are the literal worst. Like, oh yeah, they're terrible. Uh, Tyler, so um, tell me about uh, why you want this job. Well. And kind of need money. I have bills to pay. Yeah, it's excellent. I, okay, I now, do Tyler, enjoy putting food in and my face hole. <laughs> tell me about your strengths and most importantly your weaknesses. I.e., tell me why I shouldn't pursue you, and 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 tell me why you know help help me make a decision <laughs> easier. I don't want to have to decide. So you just tell me why I shouldn't pick you, and then you can leave. That's literally what that answer is. What that question kind, of, is. kind of like walking up to somebody that you like potentially want to date and just being like, give me all your red flags right now. And if you don't have any, you're fucking lying. <laughs> right. But then but then any red flags, you just walk away. Like, yeah, exactly. You know they yeah. have red flags. <laughs> but when they talk about them, nope, nope. All right, I'm out. So yeah, yeah, small consolation. This is yeah. our podcast where we talk about video games. <laughs> we talk about our weaknesses. Mm, you see, my biggest weakness is I just cannot stop embezzling. <laughs> I swear to God, that would probably be the kind of answer that would actually get you ahead these days. <laughs> like it that, probably would. What, actually. Like at this point, it's like, well, it's just some real initiative uh, <laughs> to really make yourself stand out in the workforce. I mean, uh, but. It's okay because one of my greatest strengths is I haven't been caught for it yet. Ah. <laughs> it can't be as bad as the time I applied for a retail job and told them that I don't like people. In the <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I made the mistake when I applied for that job at the post office that one time of being like, yeah, I don't really, you know, a hectic, uh, like just freak freaking bonkers work environment yeah that doesn't sound fun to me at all is basically <laughs> how i responded and they were like well screw this guy you're out <laughs> i mean i think it's i think it's known that no one working in retail likes people so you were just being upfront about it well to yeah. be, in my defense it, the listing was for like you stock the back and like got a shipments off of the truck stock the whatever and that but 
I didn't realize is after you do that, then you go work the floor until your shift's over. And I was oh, like, oh, gross. oh, sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah, I had a very similar job where literally the position I signed up for was lab technician. And within the first week, I was being asked to start helping customers up front of house. And I was just like, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. You knew I knew this was going to happen. We all knew what was going to happen here. But, but damn it, got to put food in my face hole. And they, and they don't pay you anymore, and that's why wage theft is the largest crime in this country. I don't know. It kind of sounds like Nick's embezzling uh, scheme over there. <laughs> He's poised to become the largest crime in the country. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's there were a couple of news bulletins that uh, came out recently. Um, we're going to, I guess, glaze over the Gamescom. Um, it was two weeks ago, so yeah. And it well, was so convoluted. Just like we're we're behind and we're getting caught up. We had we had guests on last week, so. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, well, I mean, this is going to come out relatively late, but you're still going to hear our uh, opinions on the um, PlayStation Direct that, well, came out today, but um, you won't know about it for another week and a half or something. So um, <laughs> I have nothing... My mother told me that if I had nothing good to say, to not say anything at all. So I'm going to probably be quiet pretty much most <laughs> most of this pod. So, uh, Jared, you sounded like you had things to say. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so I guess we've been kind of drip-fed PlayStation content all year, doing a little video here about some indies, a video here, deep dive into Deathloop, and... I kept waiting for the big, hey, we're going to have a big showcase of what's to come for the holiday, what's to come next year, et cetera, et cetera. And I think mm -hmm. this qualifies as this. Yeah, this definitely seems like, at least for PlayStation, they brought out a lot of the big guns in terms of titles that people are expecting. Like, they knew were coming, but we haven't really seen gameplay footage of, or at least they were kind of rumored and then they've kind of confirmed some of those it's more like big ticket items i guess like you said for the holidays so so yeah i i'd be surprised to see if we see too much else <laughs> that pops up but. here's a can of worms jared your def your explanation of that sounds like why i stopped playing destiny being drip fed <laughs> and then expecting something big and it still be kind of underwhelming Hey, I did read somewhere that said that they want this light and dark saga to end with their Thanos moment from like the Avengers. Oh. So I, if they can make that pay off, I mean, granted, you're going to lose people along the way by the way they've been delivering it, but that could be pretty sweet. Well, I mean, I will also say that I have been enjoy thoroughly enjoying Destiny again. Uh, I took a couple of seasons off, kind of stayed away from it but the i don't know i'm i just it scratches an itch that i haven't scratched in a while i guess so some some breaks are always good for the soul so anyway um 
Are we still talking about video games? <laughs> no, this is now the mental health uh, small consolation podcast. Oh, oh God. All right. Well, I guess I'm the patient. <laughs> Distance makes the heart grow fonder, Brandon. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so as Tyler mentioned, uh, there was a lot of announcements of things we were expecting. Maybe just hadn't seen any footage of. But they led off the stream with something that I don't think anyone was expecting. And Evan, you might have a little more um, more to say about this, but they are remaking Knights of the Old Republic for PS5. Now, I did read later that it is a launch exclusive, but eventually it'll come to more um, consoles. But yeah, Evan, what did you think when you saw that? Um, I mean, it's... I, I remember hearing rumors about it a long time ago, but I I think I was kind of on the fence and a lot of people were on the fence about it because we didn't know for sure was it going to be just like a full, like a, like a you know, a graphics update and that's it. Um, or if they were going to, you know, take it apart and rebuild it from the ground up. And it sounds like they're going to rebuild the whole darn thing, which is great because I mean, that game came out on what, the PS2? So yeah, it, yeah, it, needs, <laughs> it yeah. needs a makeover. <laughs> First of all, I'm hurt, Jared, as the man who had Knights of the Old Republic 1 in his top 10 all-time <laughs> favorite games. He didn't even ask for my opinion. Well, but, but, uh, nobody listened to this talking episode. about how he loves the old Star Wars games. <laughs> and he didn't have his own top 10 episodes. So. True. This is true. But yeah, actually, Evan, you know, like you bring up a good point. Like I, like I was kind of in that same boat too, where I was like, I'm definitely at the point where it's like, yeah, it's an amazing game. Obviously, I love it, but it would need to basically be a from the ground rebuild in order to really get me excited about it at this point. Just because, you know, a few minor graphical updates here and there, like it's it's old enough that they couldn't even really give it like the mass effect treatment where they just kind of clean things which admittedly i liked a lot of the updates they did for that but but yeah knights like coder one is not in that same state even like it predates those games and is just even when it came out you know it wasn't the it wasn't the best looker on the mm. market oh no uh even on launch and so yeah it's it's something that there's definitely a lot of room for visual improvement and even on like the gameplay side i'd be, I'd be kind of curious how much they're going to change things up if at all um so yeah I, I obviously in what they showed in the showcase was just a teaser trailer so it's kind of just like mm-hmm. it was a surprise to me because actually i didn't realize that that was something that was like i'd heard some rumors but it was nice to see it confirmed as like basically coming sooner than i would have thought oh, yeah. um Potentially. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with it. And maybe I'm maybe I'm misinterpreting what the guy said, but it sounded like they might even add some stuff to the story, or there may be new story content. Oh, that's mm, they said that's like, firmly in the territory of like could be could be good, could be blasphemous, messing <laughs> with like an all time great. I mean, story, in the my thing opinion. is, you will never, ever make the Star Wars fandom happy, so you may as well just do what you want. And, oh, yeah, for sure. And and get the people that you, that, that'll enjoy it, and then the ones that don't will just complain about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are pe- people will be, uh, complain if 
you know, the boobs shrink because <laughs> we in 2021, we understand women with gigantic boobs don't fly through space that well because physics. Are you kidding? Not buying unless Bastila gets porn tits. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, save it for your OnlyFans. <laughs> Okay, so continuing, I'm going to jump around, but continuing with the uh, remaster theme, um, later on they announced Alan Wake was getting a remaster for PlayStation and is actually coming out October of 2021. Um, Yeah, soon. Was that an Xbox exclusive? Uh, Yes, it was. I believe it was on the original Xbox. Okay. Oh, was it? Okay. I was going to say, it's definitely, it's come out on other systems since then. Like, I know it's been out on PC for quite a while. Um, at least at some point it did come out on PC. I, I, it's one of those games, I, it always kind of interests me, but I never picked it up. And by now, I've got to say, like at the time, it seemed kind of refreshing and like a different way of making games and telling stories through games. Um, but by these days, there have been so many other games that have kind of done that same thing. I'm not sure how, like, to me, it just looked like, well, even with the remake, this looks like a lot of games I've already played by now. So I wasn't terribly interested in, in that particular remake, and I never picked up the game to begin with. But, um, yeah, that was kind of my thoughts on that one. Anyway. Yeah, that was kind of my opinion as well. Like, I always thought it was intriguing when it came out, but having not ever had an xbox 360 or whatever like it just never you know i never had the opportunity to get it and by the time it came out for other things like i had kind of moved on right yep that's exactly the boat i'm in um for some reason apparently they needed to do a whole giant trailer for gta 5 because people don't know what that is yet um okay it does look i mean their whole thing for that one was that they're bringing it to the like a PS5 version. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm guessing maybe 60 FPS or something. I'm not 100% sure, but it looks cleaner, crisper. It, it looks better. It really does. Yeah. Imagine if they had spent all this time on a GTA 6. <laughs> well, why would you do that when GTA 5 is making so much money still? Mm-hmm. They are going to, if they aren't currently working on GTA 6, it is something they will be putting out, but yeah, I, uh, it's also Grand Theft Auto. You already know you like it. <laughs> <laughs> you already know you're going to be mugging hookers and stealing cars. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, for me, the biggest. I mean, I, I'd rather I, do the opposite. <laughs> mugging, mugging wait, cars wait. and stealing hookers. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess you can mug my car, but you're probably just going to end up with a bunch of fast food wrappers. So, okay. Um, But yeah, as far as like GTA goes, like I'm like, I'm definitely in the camp for like, for me, it's kind of old news. Like if I, if I'd never played the game and I had a PS5, I'd be super stoked. But as it was, I was kind of like, eh, this probably won't be any better than it was on launch on pc because like the pc version they'd already like they kind of remastered the console versions for the pc version and it was a phenomenal port 
um, incidentally. Like that game on launch on PC was crazy good. Um, but yeah, so I imagine this will be the same experience like for people picking it up and playing it either for the first time or like on a next gen system. Like that's, you know, it's a reason to be excited. GTA is pretty cool. So. It's like they're wringing a towel dry, and they just keep wringing <laughs> it tighter and tighter, and water still just keeps coming out of it. <laughs> it's a so, miracle, Charlie Brown. <laughs> so the final remaster um, that's also being remastered for PS5 and PC is the entire Uncharted collection by Naughty Dog. This uh, is the... Uncharted four the four mo- game movies they're basically movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fourth one in particular. I mean, yeah. dang, that looks better than some movies. I've so seen. anyway, the four games in that series plus the Lost Legacy is that what that one's called? The kind of offshoot one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool. I mean, it'll look gorgeous on PS5, and for all those PC players, can now finally play it but you know what uncharted is it's amazing so i, I was gonna say having bought it yeah having bought the entire collection and still only having played about the first 20 minutes of the first game i mm-hmm. really cannot justify re-getting the collection again so <laughs> so that's where i'm at we better hurry up and play it then well no. and that was another that was another problem where i bought them used on sale like it was a gamestop sale buy three games three used games for $10 each or something like that. And so I went ahead and picked up the first three games and then the, you know, I mean, it was in the, like the collection. And then that, that was a, that collection was a PlayStation uh, plus free game (laughs) the next month or, you know, it has been since I haven't even, I don't even, I think it's still in its plastic. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't touched it yet. (laughs) Because I'm 125 hours into Persona. <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious, Brian. Like, what are you going to use as your excuse once you beat Persona Five? I mean, at this point. <laughs> well, next I'm going to have to finish the game that I'm going to make Nick play. Oh, okay. So, into the, some of the new stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> great uh, transition. Um, so the first one um, was Project Eve. Um, I called it Space Bayonetta. I was going <laughs> to ask you, <laughs> That's Nick. That's what if, I thought, too. Yeah, I got, like, immediately I was like, oh, huh, Bayonetta 3 is looking like it got a visual <laughs> upgrade. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I was curious to see your guys' like, comparisons because I called it, like, Last of Us meets Dark Souls, but made by a Japanese studio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, I, I definitely, I agree with you 100% on kind of the, the Dark Souls vibe-ish, I guess, at least for me, what it most reminded me of was Metal Gear Rising Revengeance meets, um, like, I, yeah, honestly, Dark Souls isn't a bad comparison just from the anime designs, but yeah, there's a healthy dose of just like Bayonetta straight up in it, like in every way. Well, like uh, that, and like near Automata. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like there's, I would be very surprised if there's no former Platinum employees in this company. Yeah, that's a good point. 
And like, I'm not one who's ever really gravitated toward um, the art style of a lot of um, those games. Like, I've never been big into Final Fantasies and et cetera, whatnot. <laughs> but like, as the game started, and this is why I called it a Last of Us, it looked very much like that, where she was trying to kind of fight off all these things, you know, investigating the bunkers on Earth and whatnot. And then as it got more Dark Soulsies, I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, maybe this isn't <laughs> my kind of my kind of game." Right. So this but, is actually a new new company. Really, it's a Korean company, and I think they only have like a couple mobile games. Hmm. That's a big job. Prior to this. I- yeah, and I was gonna say, I think they like. I, I would commend the team for their like their enemy designs. At least were pretty compelling, and like a lot of the just like the choreography and de- like destruction of the enemies. Like that was pretty on point for a new like for a new company. That's pretty impressive work. So yeah, this is something I I will be very curious to see more from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of where I was. It's like maybe this particular game, like, eh, don't know if I'll get it or not. But yeah, still pretty impressive, uh, high quality looking game. So I will need the, those who have played Borderlands. Is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands in that same universe realm? Yes. Is she a character from Borderlands? She's a character mm-hmm. that was introduced from Borderlands 2. Gotcha. Yeah, that whole video gave off the vibe of Borderlands. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't so, uh, even played it, and I knew that. Yeah, I thought that. Yep. The most popular DLC for Borderlands 2 was uh, basically a D&D campaign run by Tiny Tina, who's a psychopathic uh, arsonist destruction expert. <laughs> hmm, wonderful. Uh, so, Sounds like my last ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> They decided that this would be a a entry point to the series by just taking that idea of the DLC and making it a game of its own. Mm-hmm. So, and Borderlands is a looter shooter, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So they're just continuing in that same vein, then. Yeah, yeah. I was almost when you when you brought up Destiny, I was almost going to segue directly from that into Borderlands because that was one of the like this was one of the games that at least even though I, I honestly don't know if I'll pick it up myself just cause I am feeling kind of burnt out on looter shooters and, or even just borderlands specifically having played through uh, three all the way or yeah, like three um, it I, like this is, a, it's, it's interesting, but it also feels like a bit of a missed opportunity for me in that it almost looks like it hasn't done like I'll be curious to see if it does enough to really give itself its own identity independent from the Borderlands games. Like So uh Tyler, I would kind of argue that uh they are doing those RPG classes instead right. of the uh Borderlands classes. Which is cool. And I do like, you know, the emphasis that they placed on kind of like the offhand uh magic and it does have a higher you know, it does have a greater emphasis on melee weapons. I noticed that reflected in a lot of the classes' abilities from 
what little gameplay I saw. But I, I still, it would have been kind of neat if they'd almost, instead of going with guns, if they had gone full like melee, where it's like a bajillion different kind of melee weapon like combinations and styles and stuff. So I, again, I, I understand. Ex- I totally understand why they went the direction they did. Um, but just for me personally, it would have been interesting if. Maybe it didn't have as much emphasis on still guns and just being more of a traditional looter shooter. Um, but, but yeah, again, I understand why they did what they did. So, Brandon, I thought you might be a little excited for this next one. Um, by the way, Wonderlands is coming out March 2022. Which, Another game coming which... out in spring 2022 is Forspoken. It seemed like a pretty interesting adventure game with some unique um, action, combat abilities, and other transportation mechanics. Yeah, that one I'm excited about. I th- okay, I don't know if it's I don't know if they've said if Forspoken is like the title or if that's still the working name, but no, that one looks really good. Yeah, that one stood out to me. I mean, for one thing, it just looked freaking gorgeous. Like the animation quality in that trailer, like that was that was impressive. Like well, this was the Final Fantasy team going off to make something else, wasn't it? Oh, because hmm. it's it's a Square Enix uh, publisher. Okay. Well, that's. In some ways, that's kind of cool, too, because it'd be interesting to see it, the the other area that stood out to me was its environmental design. Like, it looked very atmospheric and had, like, these really just stunning, like, fantasy vistas that, I, I mean, I haven't really seen. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'd have to see more gameplay to see if it's something that, like, I'll really want to be interested in. But just aesthetically, like, I was totally sucked in. I was like, yep, this looks like a fun fantasy fix. If yeah, so a quick jonesing for something like that. Yeah, it is um, Square Enix and uh, Luminous Productions. Which they were the production team for Final Fantasy fifteen. So this is their second game mm. as a company. You know, wasn't there a game it from like when they announced PlayStation Five that, that they were working on, and they barely even knew the title? Where's that update? That was yeah. this. It was the... a very like um, primitive, like it was just like a generic character, like traversing yeah. a really cruel environment. That was this. No, it's not. Yes. What? That's why I said it was very. Like primitive because like the protagonist looks nothing like the initial announcement. Yeah, I was gonna say to me that looks like what I'm remembering seeing looked a lot more reminiscent of the like the Demon Souls remake. Yeah, no, that was that was a tech demo. It is this game that was that was stated as part of it. Like, yeah, this is a kind of our engine demo. Yeah. Uh, this nothing about this will be what is on on the game because it was the final fantasy team okay i guess that does 15 and they're like yeah we're making something new for the playstation 5 uh here is our engine demo that we we were playing with i I mean i guess i guess i could see that like in the 
I mean, just in the visual style from what I remember seeing of that, just like the, yeah, if it was just a, a demo of the engine, then yeah, I guess that makes it makes sense. <clears throat> So then um, a couple of games that we've either heard about or they already have their niche audience, um, Rainbow Six Extraction, which I believe we talked about in the Ubisoft mm-hmm. podcast. We, lear- mm-hmm. we, we learned a little bit a little bit more, not a whole uh, lot about the story. When they first showed the trailer, I thought it was a, another game, another uh, prototype sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that announcement. <laughs> I'd be on board with that. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction coming out in January 2022. And then the other is um, Gran Turismo 7. Um, it's kind of like if you're a sports fan with Madden, like every time a new one comes out, you're going to get it. And <laughs> they showed a lot of detail on it, and it looks really, really cool. But it was too overwhelming for someone who is not ever averse in that world yeah honestly since i've got like so i don't know if you guys remember but i bought that whole like force feedback wheel and like the like the pedal system and like a chair for a vehicle i don't know if i ever showed that to you but i almost feel like i need to buy this just to justify having bought that whole rig like that whole setup because (laughs) like one of the reasons i got a little bit turned off on it was like i was just waiting for a really good you know racing kind of like a killer app for that mm-hmm. sort of setup and uh i don't know i haven't really nothing's really captured my attention the same way grid one back in the day did so well, and they were talking to the head of who was that guy the first guy they interviewed playstation like he's uh, head of playstation studios or something like that yeah um he was talking about like how like with the ps5 like it really gran turismo really is one of those games that can take advantage of all the haptic feedback and all the just kind of bells and whistles that the new system and controller can kind of utilize yeah so yeah i guess if you've got this might be the game to get it tyler get it when it's on sale and <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, probably won't get it on launch, but maybe someday it'll be good to have a good racing game. <laughs> um, so what was that game called that we were just talking about? What, what did they call it? Forspoken. Forspoken. That was Project Athea. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, and they called it a working title. Yep. So yeah, they changed it to Forspoken. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so the next group of games are games we have previously announced um but with a little more um look into the gameplay so first one is one that brandon is super excited for um but not really is (laughs) ghostwire (laughs) tokyo (laughs) no this sounds more like nick's alley honestly that looked more like it, it didn't seem so much scare i mean it might be it didn't seem so much scary as it seemed uh like murdered soul suspect just kind of creepy yeah that's probably that's a pretty accurate is what it seemed like, like to me it didn't seem mm-hmm. to be you know i'm trying to make you cry in front of all your friends and <laughs> and whatnot it seemed more like it just really you know creepy atmosphere very right. much a, like a psychological thriller. 
yeah. Which I might be able to to play, maybe. Just let Nick this, play it first, and then he can if, give you a If this up. video gets 100 li- or listens, oh, I'll... <laughs> no, that's not going to we'll be your horror stream game. it live. <laughs> i got to pick something else. Oh, yeah, there's much better options if we're going to make Brandon uh, play Escape. <laughs> now, I will say that as soon as I start crying, the game is over. So if you want... <laughs> if, if you want if you actually want good content, you're going to pick one that's not super scary right away. <laughs> but, you know, it's scary, but not necessarily, like, right in your face, you know, immediately. Sure. Um, but, yeah, this, I, yeah, this one was... Uh, it's a game that, like... I love the idea. Like, first of all, I will go on the record as stating there absolutely needs to be a never-ending supply of ghost hunting games because that's one of my favorite, like just things you can do in games uh i love the idea of just tracking down these kind of creepy and interesting creatures from folklore and myth and stuff like that so i love the idea i'm just i'm i'll need to see more about the particular execution of this this game which i wasn't at first glance i wasn't like the gameplay looks like doesn't look amazing to me so i'll just have to see but but in terms of the the setting and the premise of the game, I'm cautiously interested. Nick, do you have any thoughts? You kind of had the most to talk about it uh, when it first was announced. I'm still kind of in the same boat. Uh, I like how unique it is. Uh, I like the uh onmyo aspects of it with all the weird hand gestures for the magic for the uh those kinds of priests of japan mm-hmm. uh yeah there's there's a lot of creativity in this and i it is something i'm definitely keen to keep an eye on to see how it pans out did that one have a release date uh 22 sometime i feel like that should just be the default expectation i I was gonna say i feel like there was a ton yeah like if that was the 22nd i swear i saw other games yeah like a bunch of others coming out right around that of certain months i don't know maybe it wasn't all the same month but they didn't give a a specific just sometime next year so okay yeah so one that is coming out next week or if you're (laughs) listening to this it's already out Okay, that's um, we, what I was thinking. Somewhere coming out end of this month. Yeah. We finally got, and finally, we got like our forty fifth look at um, Death Loop. <laughs> um, so Evan, you seemed very excited about picking this game up when it dropped. Um, was there anything in this new video that intrigued you anymore? Uh, well, we we get a a big hint at the backstory. Yeah, um, we learned that the loop is is a prison, and it sounds or they didn't. I guess they didn't quite out and out say it, but it sounds like the the targets you take out are the people that created the loop. Um, and then you know the the character that you're playing as he was or is the head of security. Um, so now that kind of you know creates a mystery of like you know why are you trying to why are you in the loop and why what happened to get you in there and why are you trying to escape? Um, and then of course you know who it deepens the mystery of who's the girl that's hunting you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't show a whole lot, but what they did really 
they're just building on layers and layers of intrigue to this game. Um, so I'm, it's it's the point. Like it's it's either gonna sink or swim at this point. Like the game's gonna suck or it's gonna be great. It's a good thing yeah. that the game is coming out next week because if they showed another <laughs> yeah. trailer, they would just show the ending. Like right, just show me the whole game. Show I can't game. take yeah. the hype anymore. Now, I I think it'll personally. I think it'll do. I, I don't think it'll sink. I think this game will do pretty well because yeah. I mean mechanically, it just looks like very similar to so many like great titles that Arcane's released before. But like at the same time, I'm excited for it because it couldn't be more different like tonally, like in the sense that like one thing that really stood out to me in this later tra- latest trailer was I was just like, oh my gosh, that music is awesome. I'm like. I don't know. I was like, it just—it's very different, but like familiar again, gameplay-wise, um, in a way that I think is going to make it awesome. So, I'm excited. Agreed. So, I will kind of—I'll just list these games out, and if you guys want to talk about them, feel free. I'll list them in order. I think that what we will be able to talk about them. Um, the first one was just a very vague teaser of Kid Amnesia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was trippy. Is I'm it, really curious to see what it even is. Is there a, a game called Amnesia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this, okay. is this, this is related? I, no, that, that, I, well, really. It's at a combination of Epic Games and, and Radiohead. Radiohead. Uh, no, that wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't be the same studio. What is anything. Epic? I thought Gun. Radiohead was a band. <laughs> it is a band. It is, what? yeah. That's why this is. Is it that is Radiohead really though? Confusing. <laughs> <laughs> the game made by a band. It's actually just a, an elaborate ploy to sell our latest CD. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Fifty Cent had video games, so. Look at me saying CD like it's still 1998. <laughs> you, better blow, you better blow on it. You just dated us all. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I pulled up something. It says it com- the game commemorates the coming of age of Radiohead's records, Kid A and Amnesiac. Oh. Amnesiac. I, and that all the Radiohead fans are like, you idiot, why didn't you realize that? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but then there's, uh, what was it? Uh Dead Mouse has his weird video game. You mean Dead Mouse Five? Yeah, yeah. That he called everyone else. Edition, Evan, get it right. (laughs) No, he literally called everyone in the world out that his his name is Dead Mouse Five, not Dead Mouse. Then why'd you make your thing look like a mouse head? Wait, what? That's news to me. Shit, that's what I get for trying to like think somebody like it's supposed to be clever <laughs> so so what you're saying is since this band this game is a bunch of bands it's just like uh you know rock band or something no this game is it's just, is it know yet. nick it's laugh radiohead. damn it it's what it's something from radiohead that's all we know yeah, we, we just know the memorialized <laughs> in a game form <laughs> We just know the soundtrack is going to be a to be well, great. Well, this will will during the playthrough of this game. Can I cook a real live chicken during the game, like using the game? Uh, maybe. Okay. Like if you uh, want to open up your console and <laughs> like hook that up to the heatsink, it probably would cook it for you. 
It does get kind of warm. I'm so confused. Is Brandon buying a KF console? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I would consider it briefly. uh... (laughs) Pair it with your Xbox refrigerator. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, enough about that game. That was way more than I thought we'd talk about. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna butcher this one. Is it Tachia? Uh, oh yeah, I think it's just very close. Tachia, yeah. I know, I know which one you're. I know what game you speak of, but so that game looks really fun. I was that the one where was that like the little kid? Yeah, the yeah. little kid that yeah. that jumps into other bodies. It's like um, mm-hmm. it's like Super Mario Odyssey, except you don't need Cappy. Yeah, it looks you just have a glowy eye, super chill. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. Super it, cute. I liked all the animals. Um, yeah, I pulled up something like the developers wanted to. They're from an archipelago called New Caledonia in the Pacific Ocean, and so they made this game like we want to like you know share our culture in a way with the wider world since probably haven't heard of us before yeah yeah that was one i'd be like okay that looks fun like maybe if it was free on playstation plus but like knowing that backstory makes me like want to support them so that's really cool mm-hmm. i guess it's good that they will uh immortalize their little island before it is sunken under the ocean wow, get out oh. make it dark get out <laughs> Speaking of dark vampires, ah yeah, was a blood hunt. So I'll be honest, the whole time this was like they were show like the the, like I saw only like I just started off while I was watching the gameplay footage. I was like, wow, they really uh, they really like upped the uh, combat in their new uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines (laughs) Two game, which is what I thought it was, and then I was like, oh. Oh God, that's a competitive multiplayer shooter, and that's their combat. <laughs> I was, like, and then I was like, I viewed it in an entirely different light, and I was like, Oh, okay, no, I this is not the game I thought it was. I was expecting it to have like deep RPG mechanics in addition to the gameplay footage they were showing, yeah. and I was like, Oh no, this no. <laughs> I am pretty sure this is their. Uh... Hey, we're still working on the Masquerade too, so Ugh. to tide you over until ten that, years from now. Yeah, that gets could. out of development hell, which is where it's at. Like that, that game's gonna have to bite somebody and suck the blood directly out of them <laughs> in order to get launched. I'm pretty sure. That's a vampire joke. I am surprised. Like it seems like. So the reaction I got on Twitter was kind of the same, like, oh, this is cool. Oh, it's multiplayer. Eh. Like, yeah. how, like, these big multiplayer, like, for so long, people are like, I just want to, like, have this huge multiplayer game. And now people are just like, eh, can you mm-hmm. just make, like, a nice single player? I mean, this is the environment you created. Yeah. I mean, I've always, my favorite genre is and always will be RPGs and specifically the immersive sim RPGs. So I'm really excited for uh, the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 whenever it launches. And I hope it doesn't suck. So. <laughs> so this is kind of a tangent I was thinking about earlier today. Is there like a large AAA, like open world game that doesn't? involve some sort of combat like you know like 
that seems like to just be like, hey, we're going to do an open world game. And like the way you're going to progress is like you have to fight things or shoot it or whatever the combat system is like. Is there something where that's not involved? It's, it's kind of an open-ended question, but... Off the top of my head, one thing I can think of would be in all of the latest Assassin's Creed games, you can do the, like, his- historical tour things. True. Um, so, like, Valhalla and Origins, at least, I know for sure, and I'm assuming it was in Odyssey in some capacity. But, yeah, you can just do kind of, like, it's just, it, admittedly, it's still the same engine and everything, just sort of a separate game mode, which I, I haven't done it myself, but I assume that would kind of scratch that itch if you just wanted to you know explore and play tourist in a giant open world i could see that being kind of fun or at least a game where like you're still leveling up progressing i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean granted con like that kind of combat is the easiest sort of conflict to introduce in a game like that like there's a good and a bad and you're always fighting yeah. something but i was just curious just well, Jared, if that's something you want, you might like my game that I'm going to probably make you play in our next game swap. <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> anyway. What, it wasn't so, foreshadowing when I said that I had to, that I knew what game I was going to make Nick play? More foreshadowing. You didn't, you didn't tease it enough. <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry. I'll play with it a little harder. <laughs> it's the tone of <laughs> we, voice. We you really got gotta... It's a little bit wetter. Now you're gonna overstimulate. Moment's over. Is this foreshadowing or for something else? It means foreplay. <laughs> anyway, I, speaking I, of, I go above and beyond. I call it five play. <laughs> speaking of foreplay, for <laughs> stop it! Dude, <laughs> what segue is this gonna be? Well, I was going to say, speaking of foreplay for me, this is the Marvel section of the oh. podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of half-heartedly mentioned GamesCon, but the first Marvel Games announcement was in GamesCon for um, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which has a host of characters from Marvel Comics, including, if I remember, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, uh, Blade, um, Captain Marvel, among numerous Oh, I remember seeing this trailer, yeah. Mm -hmm. And at first I was kind of, they were kind of vague about what the gameplay would be like, just that you have the opportunity to play as a ton of different characters. But then as more stuff came out, it sounds like it's going to be in the vein of XCOM, which I believe, Tyler, you've, played a bunch of those haven't you yeah so i was gonna say this game man i've I've gone like i went through like all five stages of grief with this game and then went right back to stage one again like like this it's been a roller coaster because like it started off and i was like oh that's you know new marvel game oh that's kind of that's kind of cool uh no no gameplay footage or anything at least they're they're showing off you know some of my favorite heroes like i love their classic selection they're kind of like the oddball like you know ghost rider doctor strange like blade like some of my favorite marvel characters uh don't know anything about it i'm not sure if i'm gonna like this and then like and then i heard that it was being made by firaxis and i they did such an amazing job with XCOM 2 
um, that as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is going to be awesome. Marvel game, but, like, with XCOM mechanics. And then I, so I, like, was, like, kind of meh to excited to then seeing the gameplay and the guys from Fraxis were like, yeah, if you were expecting uh, XCOM mechanics uh, in a Marvel game, this is not that. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, and they showed off like a new like deck building mechanic. So it's like a card based kind of game, which immediately just killed all of my interest in it. Like, because I was like, like, don't get me wrong, that's a fine mechanic. But like I said, I got super stoked because for a second I was like, oh, it's going to be like tight tactical like squad based control mechanics similar to like what made XCOM so fantastic and so rare as a type of game in general like that's just a genre where there are a few other competitors but no one comes close to doing as good of a job as Firaxis does with that style in my well with the exception of Nintendo like with the Fire Emblem series but it's still a little different um and anyway so I was, yeah, so I was excited, and then I was just like, eh, why? Like, why did they add this? It's like a fad kind of mechanic that I didn't really feel like necessarily. But we'll see. They've, they've, I didn't know if I'd like the XCOM series when it first debuted, and then I did. So maybe see, they know better than I do. I had seen a lot of, like, the gameplay where it looked like turn-based um, combat, which can be fun, like, you know, like the South Park games, like has the turn-based combat, and that's like those are games are super fun. But yeah, when you said the card thing, that uh, yeah, no, thank you. I, it's just like it's just like why though, and like and later, like when a bunch of people reacted to that, I actually watched a reaction video where the developers were kind of like they they clearly had seen kind of a negative backlash in response when they revealed that it was like a card based mechanic. And they were kind of like, well, whoa, whoa, and they started kind of like backpedaling a bit, a bit and being like, oh, well, actually, it is kind of like the XCOM that you know and love. And, but like me and I think many others weren't really buying it. They were kind of like, well, but if that's what you wanted, like if you wanted, you know, that tight tactical control and you're saying now that like every action or every ability will come up in your deck that you build, like what's even the point of having the random draw deck mechanic then? Like to me, it just introduces uh, an element of like randomness that seems kind of out of place in a game that's built on making, you know, tactical decisions. Like, in fact, I, I, I don't know, maybe to me, it just seems like a weird merger of luck-based mechanics in what is an otherwise very kind of like tactical style of gameplay, which I don't know. So I, I need to play like Slay the Spire and some of the other games that are blowing up that use a card-based mechanic, but to me it's just never sounded that appealing. Just so, give me Marvel Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah, that I would maybe prefer that. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. Hey, maybe that's what it is. You'll have to you'll have to play it and let me know. <laughs> And if you play all six Infinity Stone cards, do you summon like an Eternal or something? To- you automatically win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of thought for a second a you were going to say you summon a, a Thanos. <laughs> you summon <laughs> it's a, just like what? <laughs> a portal just opens and a, and a gloved hand just rises out and snaps. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Enemy deck wiped out. It's okay. You'll learn it eventually. More foreshadowing. Expect more <laughs> Marvel content. Um, 
No, I probably will wait to see what that game looks like. But the next Marvel game that I we already knew about, but I'm definitely probably playing when it comes out October 26, 2021, is the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yes. And so we got a mm-hmm. deeper dive into the story. Um, they really didn't touch on the gameplay much because they had a deep dive earlier, was it a couple months ago, um, when Square Enix did their thing. Um and that showed off, you know, that you're controlling just Star-Lord, but you can, like, command your other Guardians to um, do abilities and help out in the fight. But this one just showed off the crazy environments, gave you some big narrative developments, and it just looks really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that they're going with more comic-accurate character designs. Um, which I'm sure is partially because they don't want to shell out royalties to Chris Pratt and Zoe <laughs> yeah. Saldana and all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. As much as I love the MCU, it's also refreshing to see Marvel content that is true to the comedy. It's true to its own thing. It's not trying to feed off of the MCU as much. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. I think it's you know I think the more a lot of Marvel games do that too, the more people will kind of come to accept that like, well, sure, it's it's fine to like the depictions of the characters in the MCU, but like, that's not the, like, it doesn't always have to be that way, you know? Like, there doesn't need to necessarily be a backlash if characters don't line up with their film counterparts, you know, right. I think. Because we've seen that in the past, <laughs> like Marvel's Avengers game. <laughs> to be fair, that, like, to be fair, their character designs, I was pretty, like, that's not fantastic. I no. didn't think of their original ones, which Guardians looks better. Like, yeah. like you said, it's closer to the comic counterparts, which is cool. I'll never forget, someone posted a tweet Speaking of the the Captain the Avengers game, someone said, "I'm pretty sure I saw that Captain America following me around Walmart the other day." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was there was room for improvement. That's for sure. The annoying thing is, you're talking about the Avengers like Looter Shooter. Yeah. yeah. The annoying thing is, like that game is actually really fun to play. Like the actual mm-hmm. like combat and stuff. It's just the game cycle is just not fun. And like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and like they've released stuff for Kate Bishop, stuff for Hawkeye, and now this huge expansion with Wakanda and Black Panther, which I've heard is really fun. I it just hasn't compelled me to pick up the game because mm-hmm. it just it's it's very overwhelming and repetitive. Like, yeah, in Destiny, you know, a lot of people can play as three characters, the three classes. You basically have to do that for every single character in avengers if you want to like max yeah. them all and that just... oh, so it's it's more of a grind and less of well i played this mission as hulk now i want to see what it's like as black widow yeah and yep. if you want to like play the solo missions for each character that is for their story you have to level them up so you have to like get good with them basically and mm. it's just it's it'd be a really fun game to have a group of people playing it's just it's a lot I, and that and that too is like one of the for me one of the biggest draws was the multiplayer aspect and in a lot of ways maybe i just didn't play it long enough but like what i played of it it just didn't really lend itself 
to a good co-op experience in the same way as like what I remembered from like even like the good old days of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and like X-Men Legends mm, like yeah. that's that's what I really wanted out of it and it just it True. didn't really give me that and so I, I I'll still go back and play it it just like you said Jared I just kind of I kind of just firmly put it in my like shelf for a rainy day. Like I've got other games that I'm just enjoying playing more right now. So and really, it's just kind of on a back permanent back burner. <laughs> the annoying thing is like the story, like the intro campaign you play before you have to get to that grind, is really mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And like if they just took out the looter shooter aspect of it and just like yeah, maybe you just level them up. You don't have to like get equipment and have this giant skill tree you just progress you do better but i don't know that was the trend at the time and who knows how long they'll keep supporting it yeah i did Um, that intro mission it was very fun brandon you Mm. have played the first spider-man yes did you play miles morales uh no i um the thing about the Spider-Man is that I enjoyed it, but there were other things that I needed to do, like other games I wanted to get to. And so I sort of ran through Spider-Man at the end and kind of got myself burned out with it. So I mm-hmm. thought I wouldn't get Miles Morales right now because I wouldn't play it right now. Yeah. Um, something I could revisit later, but it kind of sounds like Spider-Man Two is going to come out before I really <laughs> want to get. You know, I really have time to get back to it. So, and that's the thing. Like, it's going to. So yeah, they really announced Spider-Man Two, which is like. Oh, sorry, spoilers. The least, like, kept secret um, <laughs> in the world. But what was kept secret was the big reveal that Yo. we're going to have some Venom. Yeah, Venom and Craven the Hunter. Oh, Ooh. I missed. I should have probably realized was that's what was the going trailer? on there. I didn't, yeah, so, I mean, was, this is that me. That was the uh, voice, yeah. voiceover was Craven. Yeah, the oh, voiceover was, as soon as I heard it, like, give me a worthy opponent. I'm like, yes, that is Craven. Okay. I just was... kind of pay, didn't pay attention to that until Venom answered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. Dude, that, oh my God, like, now I'm like double hyped. That's. That's awesome. I first of all, like, I hope because Venom did answer, and rather than it being, it kind of put him less in necessarily an antagonistic role. I am cautiously hopeful that we'll get to play as Venom mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. which we have not done since I think Ultimate Spider-Man. That um, was in that and man, Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man. I felt like was kind of an underrated gem of that you know, 3D swinging around a city sandbox like style of Spider-Man game. Like a lot of people did not like it nearly as well as Spider-Man 2, which I kind of understand, but oh man, playable Venom. I was on board. Mm -hmm. They did him really well. I'm excited to see what happens with this. I'm kind of thinking uh, for this, our Peter Parker is going to get the Venom symbiote yeah, that's what Craven. I'm hoping we get a symbiote suit. Uh, like, we have to. Like, they basically said that's why they didn't put the symbiote suit in the first game. It's like, yeah, we had to save something. <laughs> <laughs> because one. the whole second game is going to be the symbiote suit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Love the symbiotes. And then uh, I think, like, this is just my headcanon for the story. So, like, like, Peter Parker gets the symbiote to fight Kraven, and then Miles has to fight Peter to get symbiote off oh, of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, well I'm but we did excited. in like the the post credit scene of spider-man one we did get that little teaser of uh yeah of, of uh, osborne talking to harry in the tank or what we assume is harry in the mm-hmm. tank and you see like that black substance reach back to him so the question is who's who's in the suit because i don't yeah i don't think it's going to be yeah. eddie brock like it is traditionally unless uh maybe they i don't think Miles has had his symbiote suit yet. Maybe Insomniac will do <gasps> Miles's first symbiote suit. Oh, that'd be that'd be so sweet. I want to see that. Yeah, and that was like Brandon, kind of to your point earlier that you were making. Like, I I somehow have like happily stumbled into the perfect position of like I did kind of the same thing you did with Spider Man, where it's like but I got it pretty much at launch. So it's like, I bought it. I played the crap out of it, like kind of burned myself out on it by the very end of it. Um, and then I waited like just long enough, didn't pick up miles Morales at launch. And then I just grabbed it like last week and I've been playing through it now. Mm. And that has seemed very well timed. And like, it's been kind of fun. I like, uh, I don't know, like, I can't necessarily say like in the timing situation that you're in with the game. Like, I don't know if you necessarily like need to play miles Morales, but I am honestly enjoying it almost more in some aspects. Like I just wish they'd given miles like a, a more complete um, like power set or like uh, equipment set. Like it seems like you had a few more combat options, uh, but he does have a lot of cool stuff he can do with his venom strikes and stuff. I, I, which is I kind of think that's the, just what they're going to do is Miles gets powers and yeah. Peter gets tech. And and that's kind of and when you when you put it like that, that does seem kind of viable. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, I I actually do kind of like that. So and who knows, maybe as I keep playing, Miles will keep getting some new powers that I'm not aware of yet. So So two pauses, Brandon. Um Spider-Man 2 doesn't come out until 2023. So you have all of <laughs> yeah. next year to play Miles Morales. <laughs> And, Which I would get it then because it's pretty dope. Yeah, and Miles Morales awesome. is a smaller game. It's not the yeah. length of Spider-Man. Um, it, so it, 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 it's we, a nice tight little... It's not like a a small little game, but it's still like a nice breath of fresh air from the normal AAA links and hours you I, put in. I was just going to say is like now as a gamer in my 30s, like it almost seems like the perfect length. Because, yeah. like, I've been playing a little bit of Miles Morales over the last few weeks or so, and I'm, like, it's telling me I'm about, like, 50% of the way through it, and it feels, like, perfect. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. Like, I fired it up. Like, I'm I'm playing it more. It's more Spider-Man. It's more what I like. It's got enough unique flavor to it, but it's not like, oh, I've got this huge open-world game I'm never going to finish. Like, I fully intend to be able to finish it pretty soon. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's it's a nice length for me. It's not like the Red Dead Two that's sitting in my backlog. That's just like, oh god, <laughs> that's such a. Big it's game. amazing though. It is amazing. You, you should play it, but yeah, it is a it is a commitment and a half. Well, to so really here's my thought. And soak it. I'm Destiny fired up the new season, so I'm doing that weekly. But it's not like I have to binge Destiny. And then I'm really wanting to pick up Guardians when it comes out end of October. So I'm I have like a a month ish 
where I have something I could play to fill that like void. So I, I got to find something that's smaller. And I know Brandon and I have talked about some games that um, he's played that could fit that. So I might mm-hmm. try some of those out. But Yeah. Um, Matt Cat would be a really good one. That's what I, that's probably the one I'm leaning toward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to round out um, the little Marvel section, um, apparently Insomniac is pretty bored and has nothing <laughs> going on their plate. So <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> so they decided to throw. Yeah, we're gonna make a Wolverine game too. <laughs> yes. And it's just the teaser. It's just a little cinematic of him at a bar, a la what movie was that? Well, one. we also know it's Old Man Logan, too. Oh, is, is it? it? Yeah, because his arms are covered in cancer. Oh, I oh, missed that. that wasn't detail. Paying attention. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if that can was he can, cancer. Can he, can he get cancer? Yes. How does that he's, work? He's That's how he dies, usually, is cancer. I thought um, or he, gets, he like, was full of metal. I thought he was invincible. So... No, uh, actually, it's the adamantium that gives him cancer. Yes. Um, yeah, Wolverine's like he's famous for his healing factor, but his feeling in like the grand scheme of the Marvel Universe, his healing factor is only kind of meh. Like Deadpool has a better one. Spider-Man's is better, I think, and a few other characters. Um, but yeah, because his body is constantly having to fight off adamantium poisoning, um, he can he still he still ages and he still develops diseases and stuff. It's just very slowly. Hmm. Uh, one thing that's <clears throat> like I'm. Like, did any of you guys ever play... So, I was not the biggest fan of the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie, but the video game... The video game was great. Yeah, like, a better, like, body destruction system for the protagonist than I've seen in any game ever, Mm -hmm. still, to date. Like, Like, based on the movie video game? Yeah, Yeah. it was based loosely on the movie video game. And, like, to this day, like, I will never forget the first time I fired that up and, like, this intro sequence where you're literally, like, he jumps out of a plane without a parachute into, like, Vietnam or something. He's, like, flying down. He's getting, like, torn apart by, like, flat cannons and, like, machine guns from the ground and, like, falling debris and stuff. And, like, I just remember, like, in real time like the bullets and stuff are like ripping chunks out of his body and like i'd never seen that in a video game like it was like almost a one-to-one wound like where he got hit is where he got blown up and like or like the first time a mine went off right next to him and like he went all like terminator where you could literally see like over half of his like adamantium skeleton and then his body would like regrow back over it like it's maybe better in my memory than it is to this day i haven't seen footage of the game but at the time man like i i so want another hard m rated wolverine game where they really lean into showing just how gnarly his regeneration factor Mm -hmm. makes him in a video game setting maybe that's what you're getting I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. I do hope they go the, I, they, it's got to be an M-rated game though. Like they need to have a really gnarly Wolverine, or it's not a good Wolverine. Well, it's kind of like when Logan finally came out, yep. and they're finally like, okay, let's do an R-rated movie, and they're like, oh, wow, this to. is what Wolverine was meant to do this whole time. Yeah, it, you just have to. Like he's got fucking giant knives on his hands. Hey, like you hey, can't. Hey. That just because you want an M-rated game doesn't mean we have to have an M-rated podcast. 
little late for that. (laughs) Yes, we do, Brandon. Language. (laughs) He's got friggin' knives. (laughs) Yeah, if he doesn't dismember people, then he's just a glorified can opener. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's one thing I've noticed, like, when I rewatched the... uh, the cartoon, or actually the, the original cartoon in the 90s. Yeah, and, the 90s uh, one. He is just a 2000s. can opener. Yeah, That's the, all on, he does. the only time you see him like sink his claws into something is when it's a sentinel or a door. Um, the, mm. on the other, any other time, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to use it to scare you, bub. Yeah, and it's it's totally understandable, and I get it. And like obviously for like the cartoons and the comics, you got to know your audience, but like, I just every once in a while you need the R-rated Wolverine film, you need the M-rated Wolverine game where you actually get a depiction of what this character would be like in real life-ish <laughs> in this universe. So, well, and the last game was just God of War Ragnarok, so nothing to talk about that. Okay, so <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Really, I feel like, yeah, keeping consistent with our treatment of that game series on our podcast for some unknown reason. So yeah, we known about this for a while, um, but now we finally got some story and some a look at mm-hmm. what the gameplay is going to be like. I that hated story stuff. I hated the Q and A at the end of oh, the, that was at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, see, I like was well. That. The thing was, is that the one guy asking questions. I mean, okay, so you, you obviously know that it was staged. Like that's I yeah, mean, it was pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that the guy that was asking questions. Did you ever see him nod like a thousand times in a row? No. It was really funny. He was just like <laughs> nodding, like nonstop, uh, like he was headbanging. Uh, right. See, I was and watching. Then, I was and watching then while I was the was the guy, one of the guys that was answering some of his questions was literally like looking up the whole time and oh, like, the first it literally one, yeah. it literally <laughs> looked it literally felt like he was talking down to you like he you you saw mostly his neck and you could tell that his eyes were three-fourths closed looking at you looking at you or whatever but um, it was just the whole th- yeah the whole thing was cringy uh, <laughs> i mainly missed the god of war part like when the guys are trying to make jokes and stuff, and I was just like, uh... Hey, uh, since this is called God of War Ragnarok, uh, is Ragnarok going to have anything to do with the game? No, we just thought it was a cool name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, but actually, I think that was a good question to answer, because they, even though it's called Ragnarok, they mention Fimblewinter, and Fimblewinter is the precursor to Ragnarok. So it felt, ah. my one of my questions going into the game had been like, okay, how much Ragnarok are we actually going to get? Uh, yeah, um, that's, like, that's how much are they going to save? You know, are we going to see Odin and Thor? Which the answer is yes. Um, yeah, but like, did they confirm Odin? I yes. thought just okay. Yes, they said it in. They didn't show him Q and A, but they did. Mm-hmm. They mentioned it in the Q and A. Um, I think I think someone flat out asked like, are we going to see Odin? And the guy said yes. Yeah, um, but like the the whole thing was like, hey, we saw Thor's hammer and his, you know, and his hand. Are we gonna see Thor in the game? Because we saw him in the in the in the thing, and then yeah. and then and then the characters were talking about Tyr, and then we saw Tyr. Is Tyr gonna be in the game? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I have a good question. Hey, 
is Kratos going to be in the game? <laughs> is Boy going to be in the game? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I saw but a couple they, people were already pissed off at Thor's design. Yes, because he looks oh. nothing like him, like Hemsworth. Well, yeah, it, like <laughs> okay. it's more like which I just sent to the group chat. If you it was more it. accurate to um, like the mythology, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thor's a stupid meathead that eats a lot and gets drunk. Yes. <laughs> That's what Thor is. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, so uh, I just have to dye my hair red. Is all. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. He's not. Why is that so accurate? I, okay. I'm. I'm depressed now. <laughs> like. Like. Mythology Thor isn't. Uh, Marvel Thor. Like I think I, it's going to be really interesting watching people try to try to separate those two images. Other than like the strength and everything, because like Thor lifted the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm I'm kind of digging this Thor design. Oh, honestly, no, I like it. I, I think really it's good. yeah. I think it's because I'm just you're so like the market is so oversaturated with like chris hemsworth style thor's like i uh, i dig it i like that yeah there's also people already pissed about uh loki's wife being dark-skinned <laughs> and, uh, yep in a norse mythology thing no well which, it's like, well, okay. it's, those are the same people like i guess you shouldn't tell them that thor's favorite holiday was the time he dressed as a girl ate all the food and drank all of the mead of a giant king and then proceeded to murder them all. And that was his best vacation ever. Yep. (laughs) Um, Which speaking of her, I don't, I don't remember how to pronounce her name and I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, I don't remember. But mother of monsters. That's all you need to know. Yeah. The, uh, the attention to detail on her hair, like whoever animated that deserves a raise because you can see each individual strand of hair. And usually when it comes to, um, character, black characters specifically when it comes like that part of the design they're just like we'll wing it we'll throw something together but no mm-hmm. someone took their time with that um, yeah, one thing I this... just found interesting is that they also mentioned that this was the end of the Norse God of War series so a lot of people yes. were wondering if this was game two of a trilogy and it is not Nope, I think it's yeah, it's a duology, but it sounds like there may be something beyond it. Yeah. Well, so they what like... they had three of first like of the Greek mythology mm-hmm. God of War games. Well, three big ones and then a lot of like prequels and interludes here and there. But yeah, three big ones. Yeah, I forgot about all those smaller ones. And then two of the Norse ones. So where do you think they're gonna go from here then? Well, Scientology. Uh, Ragnarok. Chris <laughs> <laughs> versus Tom Cruise. Uh, I, I'm probably going to get assassinated now. Wow. So. Uh, I don't know. I Ragnarok th- is a beginning as much as it is an end. True. I could see them because um, I, I watched some deep dive video on. Um, you know, what the potential story may have been with, um, oh shit, Athena, um, back when, you know, how she died and then she comes back and she kind of makes it clear that she's affiliated with another power now. Um, and I saw a really good deep dive about how they might still bring that story in, um, 
because it's actually pulling from like an like an agnostic mythology and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that i don't really remember well enough to get into but and then and now could you get into it no (laughs) (laughs) pay me um (laughs) but and then you know bring in how tear kind of traveled the world and visited other mythologies i think we may see that as well and his uh his eyes were different but i'm not sure if that's because they're implying he's part giant oh i thought it was because they because of the the temple how they use the the what's what's his name's head to open the gateways because if I if I if I'm remembering right, I think Tyr Tyr gave him the same power that he had to open the temple, um, so that that was my thought when I saw the eyes. But maybe it's something different. Uh, it's been a while since I played, but I uh, Tyr was a traveler seeking knowledge, and I think that it was a power that the giants gave him because. Uh. Uh, Tyr as a god of war is actually closer to Athena as the god of war than he is to uh, Kratos or Ares as the god of war. He is a god of just war, as in a noble war, where Ares and Kratos are uh, gods of like primal war. So next game is going to be called Gods of War. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just going to be Tyr and Kratos and a co-op game where you can just go kill all the pantheons. I would absolutely bring them all down. <laughs> Ooh, or maybe they can do like, do like an American God style story, but actually get it right <laughs> instead of how the TV show did. <laughs> I haven't finished it. That makes me sad because I, I really I enjoyed season one. Season one was season really good. one was so good, except for one episode that was like I don't even know why it existed. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I kind of remember. I'm that. Trying to think what episode that is. The uh, his wife's episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eh, I mean backstory, I guess. Yeah. It's not all that important. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Could have saved it for a season two. But yeah, the first season of that was really good. And then I heard like season two had all kinds of production issues. Uh And so I never watched it. It's visually very good, but yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. Which is a shame. That book is so good. Still need to read the book. Uh, oh, it's in my desk at work. That's why I haven't finished it. <laughs> Good old Neil Gaiman. Come on the pod, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yep. That's that's who we need to get as a guest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that's basically the showcase. So, go play games. Yep. Go buy games. <laughs> go let them sit in your backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know the uh, you forgot the at some point there was a maybe that was the Gamescom. But now that I say Persona Five, they actually announced that Persona Five uh, they're getting Morgana as a playable character in Super, Super Monkey, Monkey Ball, Ball Bananas. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute. Um, that's fun. Yeah, it's, that's. A cute puzzle game, but 
that's about all I have to say about <laughs> Super Monkey Ball as a series. Oh, <laughs> sorry, real quick. Did anybody else see that? Um, oh, shoot, what was it? It was like the game. It was like you, st- it was from the GamesCon thing where they had like the, uh, it was like a, a Devolver digital game where it was like Cult of the Sheep Col- or Cult something. Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, that's what it was. That looked entertaining to me. It reminded me of kind of like, for the love of God and all that is holy, my anus is bleeding <laughs> style of what? humor. Like, as yeah. a throwback to something Jared understands so, from college. That, uh, well, I think I found the uh, intro to the pod. <laughs> But just kind of like that, like hilarious, like cute little cuddly creatures, like doing horrible <laughs> things. In a satanic cult. Yeah. So that, yeah, I, I'll have to wait and see if that looks any good. But that it's, just cracked me up. It's a Devolver digital game. I don't think they've ever published a bad game. Yeah, probably not that I can think of, so... Okay, uh, for more, what are the socials? <laughs> for more, what are the socials? <laughs> I am, I am really out of it today, Jared. You just, just take us out and I'll do all. I just, you, you do it. Okay, if you would like to tell us your favorite games from the PlayStation Showcase and what you're looking forward to, hit us up on Facebook at Small Constellation Podcast. Twitter at SmallConPod and YouTube Small Constellation Gaming. We will be releasing podcast episodes every other week from now on, but you won't be left empty-handed on those off weeks. Instead, there'll be a video for you to watch of us playing games mediocrely. Is that even a word? My outro <laughs> is now. <laughs> Good save, Jared. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Get out. My anus is bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the music, crunk.